Hello, welcome to the Thoughts Free Podcast. This is Paul. Hi, nice to meet you. Hope you're doing okay. I'm doing great. Cool, Paul is here to talk about the topic of maths. It is a topic that he's very passionate about and uh, we're gonna cover some base around like some of the things he he likes about maths and some of the things that he doesn't like about the system of maths in schools. And that's that's something I found really interesting when he mentioned it to me. uh, That's something I didn't think about before, you see. I went through the system of maths in school, kind of didn't think much of it, thought it was okay, kind of liked it at times. I didn't think much of it, so you're here to kind of connect some of these dots and explain some of these things, so I'm, I'm really excited Connecting to have you. Connecting dots is what we do in maths. Well, there you go. Um, so to start off, um, what made you kind of come on this podcast? What, why, why do you want to talk about maths this way? I suppose it was when I realized that I was really passionate about maths. And that sort of happened to me when I went into college and I saw the different approach they have towards teaching it. These very intelligent people, phenomenal at maths, phenomenal at teaching and they really understand the subject and instill the passion in the student and I was just thinking why did I not feel the same way about that in secondary school and I think obviously it would be tough but if we change the system in certain ways we could at least get closer to that and focus more on creating a passion in the students that actually would like to go on at math. Why do you think that passion isn't then created in schools? What, What are they focusing on that's not focusing on building passion in kids? Obviously, I mean, a lot of people go on to do maths. A lot of people are very passionate about maths, so the system isn't completely broken. Right. But I feel like maybe certain people are being missed. Maybe some people are off-put by maths because they lack the confidence to do it. There's things like exam anxiety. People are afraid of failure, and that is not at all what maths is about. You'll fail a hundred times before you get it, if necessary. Maths is all about perseverance. Yeah, it's interesting you say that actually, um, uh, because you know my experience of maths was that when I came to Ireland and didn't have much English, maths was like uh, a thing I used to kind of be good at something or to yeah. communicate because it's such a universal language all over the world that you're able to kind of use it everywhere, and uh, that was like my thing then. So I kind of actually kind of clinged on to yeah. it like and actually used it quite well that way. Yeah, maths is great that way because. It is a language in and of itself, but it's very concise. No word is in there that isn't necessary. And by keeping it so concise and having everything having very well-defined meanings, it avoids so much confusion once you get used to the actual notation. Hmm. But a lot of people aren't open to this notation being brought in, and that's another part of the issue. Like, you always see the jokes, like, oh, I was great at maths until they brought in the alphabet. Mm. The amount of times I've heard yeah. that, but... <laughs> yeah. And sure, you were also mentioning that um, the big difference between maths as like a language compared to English is how you know, broad English can be. Do you want to just touch on that a tiny bit? Yeah. You see, English is great for talking, day-to-day, sharing ideas, but one of the problems is it's quite ambiguous. So certain words can mean multiple things in different contexts. And multiple words can mean very similar things. But in maths, we try to avoid that sort of ambiguity whenever we can. We try and keep everything as clear as possible. Because at the end of the day, we do use this notation to talk about very difficult concepts, concepts that aren't all that easy to wrap your head around. So we want to avoid any extra difficulty that might be created through uncertainty in what certain characters mean. And that's why maths is 
just a big load of notation, especially at the higher levels. And as a as a you know really passionate guy about maths, uh, around maths, um, what sort of like the part in maths that you find like kind of the most interesting or fascinating to you then? Um, the thing there is that maths is weird in that. So you'll find one thing very fascinating initially, then you'll understand it, and it will go into another topic. Maybe multiple topics can build off of that principle, and they'll all be very fascinating. But you'll continue to go from fascination to fascination. Like mm. that's no the way the a way to explain it that way. I just found a because you were saying it before we started recording, and and I just. Um, I found that kind of fascinating how it's, it's just this vicious kind of cycle of interest and, 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 and knowledge, then interest again. Well, it's, it's vicious <laughs> if you want to look at it that way. I'd like to say it's rewarding, but mm. the thing is, maths is very interesting, but you need certain concepts. Like, certain concepts are more fundamental than others. And that's why, like, we've brought it down to short lists. And we've said these are the things that need to be learned first. Obviously, there's addition, subtraction. Right. Then you go on to secondary school level. They bring in algebra and calculus. These are the most important tools, and everything else can sort of build around that. Hmm. So you'd still keep that, obviously. You'd keep the, yeah. the basic foundation. What but would you add to it? Every topic is very related. And I think that's something that's not really shown at the primary, secondary level. So whenever you touch a topic, I think it's always good to show how this topic can relate to this topic, how they can work together in very particular instances to solve more complex problems. And you mightn't necessarily have to test on this, but if you show people the bigger picture, it really helps them to develop an interest. Mm. And would you focus it more on like problem solving, so more, you know, sort of real questions, not just you know, three plus that or you know this and that, just getting the answer kind of thing. What, what, how would you find? How would you make it interesting? Is what I'm kind of trying to ask. That's a very good question, and I think it depends on what you call problem solving. So with the new project maths movement, it's became a lot more about word puzzles. Now I'm not really a fan of word puzzles because, as I said, language can be ambiguous. So when you're doing these word puzzles, you have to make sure that you're not going to mislead them. It's very clear what you want from the right. students. But problem solving is, of course, very important to maths. It's the essence of what it is all about. You take something complicated, you break it down into its constituent parts, you see how they interact, and you make a solution for it. You make everything a more simpler version. Hmm. So because there could be double meanings in certain words in English, yeah. these questions could potentially mean two things to some people. And you could, you could base your answer on like a weak foundation yeah. then, or a m misunderstood foundation well, kind of. Have you ever asked someone to do something and they weren't quite sure what exactly you were asking? <laughs> That's the exact problem. That's the nature of language. Hmm, it's unclear. Is, yeah. And the same language can mean a different thing to one person and another. Hmm. But I think the essence of problem solving that I'd like to address is, so in secondary school, they give you this long list of equations. And these are your tools that you can use to get answers to 
to the questions. It's like your logbook, is it? Yeah, your logbook. So there's all these equations in there, but they don't necessarily tell you why these are true. And this is the most fascinating part about maths. It's how did they come up with these equations that you can use to solve these problems? The logic that's behind these discoveries is a lot of the time what's the most interesting. Hmm. Can you give any examples of that? Well, a very simple example would okay. be, we all know that the area of a triangle is the base by the perpendicular, half the base by the perpendicular height. Right. But how did they come up with that? Bear with me because this is much better done visually. Okay. <laughs> but let's take a triangle. Right. And we measure the base. Yes. We measure the perpendicular height. We make a rectangle around the triangle. And it's going to have the same dimensions because the triangle fits perfectly in there. Mm. Now we take where the top point of the triangle meets the top of the rectangle. Right. We draw a line straight down that. On either side, you have two identical triangles. One of them is belonging to the original triangle, mm. and the other is belonging to this rectangle. Right. So now we have that this triangle clearly takes up half the space of the rectangle. And how do you get the area of the rectangle? Just width by length. Exactly. Oh. So these things that aren't all that obvious can be made very obvious through, acute, through astute observations and pure logic. Mm. And I think that's what the beauty of maths is that's sometimes overlooked. Yeah, because if you broke it down to people like that with, you know, perhaps all of those kind of equations, you could really see how maths works, not just you're told that this works this yeah. way. And and then it might take longer, but there's no reason why you can't do it. Maths can get very complicated, but these very complicated things are all building off of very simple ideas. Hmm. So if you really enforce the basics and have a firm foundation developing and going onwards, then you'd be surprised how much it all makes sense to you. And it doesn't, you don't necessarily have to be a genius. Right. to do it. There's this no notion that oh, maths is for a particular type of people. Mm. But I'd argue that that group of people could be a lot bigger than what it currently is. And now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the side of people that sort of you know, are in careers that don't use math, say, or at least they think they don't. Like, say, yeah. I'm just, just thinking, like, you know, you're musicians or artists or even, like, my field, which would be youth workers, which would be working with people, like, so you're not really, you, or at least you don't think that you're using maths. I wonder what, what, like, what would you say to those people that say, like, Asher, you know, I don't, I would never really needed maths in school or, like, I never used it in life. I'm not here to say that everyone should do maths, that everyone is a maths person. That would be a ridiculous claim. Okay. It's the same as that not everyone is musical, but like music, maths is in itself almost like an art form. Certain people would be very passionate about it. Certain people won't. Certain people will go on to make a career at it if they really love it and are willing to put the time in. 
and others might just have it as a casual interest, which is what I'm trying to develop mm -hmm. in a certain group. And all those things you could say about a musician as well. Like all those yeah. things you could say about a musician. Yeah. Maths is just a certain person's art. Get you. That's a nice way of looking at it. Yeah. So I suppose you're, you're not here just you know, to say that that's something yeah. just like a musician wouldn't. And a lot of people get forced into doing it for leaving cert like, oh, math's really important. Mm -hmm. It is very important, but not to everyone. Like, if you're going to be an engineer, it's very important. If you're going to do in anything in science with any level of precision, you're going to need maths. But if that's not what you're into, then you don't necessarily need it. Mm. Like it might be a thing also from what I've got, the response from fans as well, uh, on the question of why math is important. It seems like, um, you know, it, it perhaps might be a thing of that, you know, it mightn't be important, you know, necessary to you, but we can accept or talk about just its importance in general. Like, so some of the, some of the things that, you know, fans are saying that, you know, with basic algebra is, is necessary for anything from, you know, counting money at a till to, you know, estimating how long a train journey will be or yeah. someone, someone else said it is important in everything when it comes to technology, so our phones and our cars and so like a lot of maths as a person that's not into it would assume that a lot of maths would go into that to sort of calculate how all those things will work. So we can maybe sit here and be like, well, it is very important, might not be important to you, but it is a, you know, something that's of high importance yeah. just in our life in general. But obviously it's very important, but I'd argue that these are applications of maths. Maths in itself isn't about the importance so much as it's incredibly interesting. Maths is our way of expressing very complex things. We use it to model what is going on around us. And I think that's beautiful. And like all the other art forms have their purpose as well. Mm. But we don't really focus on that as much. Like music is one of the most common ways of yeah. presenting an idea you have to the public. I get what you mean, actually, because when you think of maths, I suppose, even looking at the responses, you do get people saying, oh, that's what, you know, maths is important because it's used for this or it's used for that. But I suppose we yeah. don't have the same approach with music. We sort of just say, oh, it's just a beautiful art form that can be expressed whichever way you want. And like you're saying, yeah, yeah music is kind of the, it, it is, isn't it? The, it is the most used sort of way of expressing yourself with all the, like, love songs yeah. and the sad songs. And, and imagine if you had such a, bottleneck approach to teaching people music right. and you forced everyone into this classroom where they have to teach them how to learn music in a very right. particular way. And having a lot of music friends I can tell that there are certain teachers that aren't maybe maybe as passionate about it or maybe they just don't know how to teach it in such an open way and they do go through school systems where music is taught in a bit more yeah. of a narrow way of this is how it is and the experience isn't as good was it being open and we can connect that to maths then? music teachers who know how to make a certain type of music and there's students then that will want to do it a different way. They're not yeah. familiar with that way. That happens a lot in maths as well b by chance. There, for every problem you have there's probably three or four good solutions for it. Right. But the teacher will pick one that's their favorite 
and they won't even bring up the other three or four to the class. Yeah, I can really see that connection though. You've explained it well when it comes to different art forms, like look at maths as an art form. I can really see that, uh, like with music and the way it's thought. And when it's, in a, when it's strict and when it's limited and not as creative, then it's not fun and it's not as engaging and it's not as passionate. And that's kind of what you're talking about with maths. Yeah. Is that when it is strict like that, when it's just, this is the way to do it, this is this, accept this because it's true, it's not as, f I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can see it kind of, yeah. Oh, it's fine. Thought I turned that off. <laughs> I'm almost certain I turned that off. Man, editing. <laughs> All right, so you were on. Uh, yeah, no, I was just saying that I can really see the connection between, you know, having a limited sort of art form like music in a classroom and how that's not as fun as having it free. And I can really see that making sense with maths as well. And uh, I can really see that point now. You've explained it well. Yeah. Um, I wonder then, though, you see, you can sit here and say, you know, make it free, you know, make it engaging, you know, s create some passion in people about maths and all that. But um, something that I know you wanted to bring up is the testing system yeah. in school. So we can, you know, say, make it free, make it open. But what about sort of a teacher that is focusing on getting good grades for the students and it's like, you know, they have to know this to get good grades. What is your take on the whole thing? Obviously, there's problems that are pretty hard for the education system to overcome. So when you're having a test that everyone in a certain age category in an entire country is going to take, you have to do certain measures to make sure that it's fair. And the way they achieve that is with the curriculum and with very standard testing. But the issue then is with the teachers. And the teachers have a very goal-oriented approach. And their goal is to get the best grades. So what they do then is they go through the list of questions from past exam papers. And they try and get the students to do these until they're sick of them. <laughs> and they don't want to do any more of them but they can do them by memory mm. but that is no good yeah and then what what would you what kind of questions would you pose then what area of all that and and sort of how, how would you how would you go about changing that uh, th the difficulty is uh, you want to take the focus off getting good grades and performance and put it more so on developing your ability to overcome the obstacles of a question. Mm. Maths is difficult and you'll always hear people say that it's so difficult but really I'd rather say that it's challenging and the great thing about a challenge is it's an opportunity to become better. So if we could find a way to make maths more focused on challenges and take some of the take some of the pressure off of getting perfect grades. Right. We like to make it all about numbers <laughs> in our leave insert system. Yeah, it's kind of an issue. And ironically that's terrible for maths. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And it's suppose it's terrible kinda for everything else, the way we, yeah. the way they work, it, you know, they try and get the same amount of, you know, A's and B's, I know the system is different now.
One thing I would say though is that forcing everyone to do leaving cert maths is cruel. Right. Some people don't. Some people aren't maths people. Right. It's not their passion. They don't get it. They when they won't use it for anything. Why should they have to go on to learn leaving cert level maths, which is pretty challenging for anyone of that age. That's an interesting approach because yeah. usually when I have someone that's you know passionate about something they would try and kind of spread it and you know all that but you are kind of thinking yeah. about everyone really like and I'm passionate about it but I don't want anyone to sit in a school learning this thing terrified and hating it right I mean that's no good to anyone I, wa I want the people who could be passionate about maths to find their passion mm -hmm. and anyone else that's fine not everyone is the same fair enough I think a much better system would to be Everyone does maths up until junior cert. I think most people could wrap their heads around junior cert maths. Mm. And then if they want to go into the science route, obviously they should do, it should be a mandatory course, a mandatory subject for most science courses. Because you will need it, regardless of whether you go into chemistry, biology, physics. It all comes from maths. Right, yeah. But if you want to go on to do arts or law or any of these other things, it's going to do you no good. Right. And that's one of the, actually I'm just reading through, it's one of the responses that I got was that, you know, someone thinks out there that it should be actually simplified as there is no need for it. So that is obviously a personal, like, what you're, you know, you're focusing on the individuals, like, and he, yeah. he's saying he, from his experience, his goals in life or whatever maths might not be that necessary so for him it was too much yeah. so that's an interesting take is I didn't expect you to say that that you would think that leaving Sir maths yeah should be optional is that I don't I don't mean maths to be, should be optional yeah right certain people if you want to do maths you'll do maths and if you don't I mean up until the age of 15 is long enough really right to get the basics kind of is it the one issue with that then is we do need to make amendments to how the current education system works hmm. because as I said myself I didn't really realize how great maths was until after the fact when I went into college hmm. That's a big so if we're going to do this new system then junior cert maths is going to have to be a hell of a lot better hmm. yeah and hopefully that will make people actually want to choose maths then and leave them certain. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, yeah, the goal, yeah. It's a gamble, but... It's a gamble. <laughs> <laughs> well, let them choose. I suppose, you know, probably short-term effects, you know. You know yeah. Maybe some people might go wild with it and be like, oh, I don't want to do it. But maybe, you know, look, if you find it... I always thought it was... I, I enjoyed problems, you know, solving. Like, that was the main part that I enjoyed because of how you know, it was like a story and you felt like you were kind of engaged in it. You felt like there was actually some kind of context in it. Yeah. Um, which is my personal take on it, I suppose. But so I, I always kind of enjoyed maths. But maybe you know, maybe if if it um, that was obviously my way of enjoying maths. Like you were saying, there's different things that people find interesting. There's also different ways that people will engage with it as well. So yeah. maybe more ways need to be explored, not just you know citing answers and only problem solving. So they're actually the only. It's either like restructured or it's the problem solving. They're like the only two things that I was exposed to in school, really. But I suppose maybe there, yeah, maybe there needs to be more approaches and get more people in this in this world where you say that maths would yeah. be optional to pick maths. You know, I think 
the most important thing though if we are going to do this and if we the most important change we need to make at the junior cert level would then be to put emphasis on finding multiple ways to solve the same problem giving people the freedom to find their own approach some teachers aren't going to go and look into the multiple ways because they have their own way but if you force them to be able to see it from every student's approach then that's a much better experience and it's more engaging for everyone and something that a lot of the maths experts will agree on is that maths teachers they don't have an adequate level of clarity in the subject to teach it if you're going to teach someone else a subject you really need to know it inside and out because you want to explain it to them with clarity you can't achieve that if you're unclear yourself What um, I'm curious, you were bringing up, um, you know, teachers need to be confronted or even, you know, forced into sort of exploring different ways. Like, what can you see any like backlash from that from teachers that isn't just you know saying, oh look, you know, I have my ways and sort of people stick. Can you see any points against that idea, like from them? I'm just wondering to think about it from all sides. I know a lot of people are going to dislike my opinion on that, especially the maths teachers who feel like they've gone through the school system, then college, they're done learning now. That's quite common mm -hmm. and I feel like that's a naive way to think because any new piece of information that you learn ultimately enhances your abilities in some way. So they should be open to the opportunity to learn their subject in a more comprehensive way. And they should be able to recognize that this isn't just going to benefit them, but also their students. Yeah. If a teacher is passionate about the subject, I think a lot of them will go on to broaden their horizons naturally and figure all this stuff out. But as you said, there's a lot of maths teachers in the country and not all of them are as passionate as others so we need to work on bringing up our standards collectively do you think there's enough uh, noise about this like do you think this could actually happen like is there support for this like is there is it an issue that people are talking about I, I don't know uh, I think the issue is that like I said the system is very standardized and so they're very reluctant to change things because any change they make of significance is going to cause a certain amount of chaos in the short term. Yeah, sure. And that's why the system doesn't evolve at a fast enough rate to keep up with the students and make it relevant to them, relatable, engaging. Mm, especially with a change like you know, focusing on different methods, changing the, you know, the grade system, you know, that yeah. they're, they're big changes that um, I think will do a lot of good for all subjects, you know, but with maths especially, um, yeah, it's a rough one. I see, you know, you can see the point, you know, you can see the, the chaos point, you know, the chaos yeah. argument, it, you know, to get through it, I suppose, but... but there's a certain amount of chaos you can't avoid. So I think 
maybe it is time for a change. Whether or not it's going to be implemented is the other question. Right. I was going to say, you mentioned that sort of maths is kind of like, like a hobby of yours as well. Like, you know, it's something yeah. that you study, but also something that you will keep on the side kind of continuously throughout life. And I wonder, is there anything else? Like, are you, is it just this huge liking you have? Or are you thinking of sort of using maths or your love for maths in something in your life? My understanding of maths has allowed me to understand a lot of things day to day without going into detail really. It's just, it's another way of looking at the same picture. But in terms of it being just an interest, like maths, you have to have a curiosity for it, otherwise you're not going to go anywhere. So I have these subjects in a maths course that I have to learn. And obviously I'm gonna keep on top of these, make sure that my grades are good. But then there's these other topics that I don't get to touch yet, and they're over here. Mm. And they're really enticing. <laughs> so like, just to satisfy my own curiosity, I might go and look at some of these other topics that aren't necessarily necessary for me to learn. But I want to anyways. Mm. And I feel like with a good approach, we could have a lot more people like that who aren't just interested in getting a degree and using maths to solve this, that, and the other, but actually just think that maths is incredibly interesting and actively seek out their curiosities. All right, nicely put, because I was gonna say, you know, what's next, you know, what are you gonna do? But I suppose I almost don't wanna ask it now because it's, it, it sounds very nice of what you're saying is that it's, you know, your love for maths kind of, it goes beyond that. It's not yeah. just limited to, you know, oh, a degree. Well, my aim here is, I suppose, to develop that curiosity in more people. And if other people want to follow their own curiosity in the subject, like they might have enjoyed it up until secondary school, but then not had the need to go on to study it further. There are great resources that you can use right. to further your understanding. There's this YouTube channel that's a personal favorite of mine. Okay. His name's uh, Three Blue One Brown, and he does these brilliant videos on multiple topics ranging throughout maths. But the key is that he doesn't just write out a worked example. He doesn't just explain it in words. He also has graphical representations and simulations of what's going on, oh. pictures in 2D or 3D and everything's moving as he explains. Mm. It really helped me, and I think beyond that, it's just interesting. Yeah, that sounds really good, very visual. Like, would that yeah. be a good intro for people, do you think? Or do you have anything, any other recommendations for like an intro? He, he has topics ranging from fairly, okay. like basically leave insert level, right. up until the very complicated college maths. So if you're going to look into his channel, obviously there's certain videos that you won't be able to follow initially. Mm. But I'd say a good place to start is if you only did it up until the leaving a certain level, he has a great series on calculus. Mm. 
if you do that series on calculus and you're still interested, maybe you go on to his series on linear algebra, which is one of the first few topics in college maths. Right. And he just has general videos as well where he explores different strange occurrences that can happen in the world of maths. Is there anything else you'd like to bring up before we sort of um, head on to the topic of how can people get in touch with you and sort of how to get more information out of you? Anything else you want to discuss? Uh, I think we fairly covered everything. I think, we, I think we have, yeah. I, I kind of went through everything that I've been interested in and you've really put yeah. things nicely. I think I mostly enjoyed the comparison between music and, and, and uh, maths. It's not a it, way many people look at it yet. No, it's not. And... Um, and it's nice for me, to, for someone that would never have thought about that, to like think that I kind of understand it now, like just from a brief conversation, like see it, you know, not see maths as this like end goal thing, as, as a more of a process of an interesting. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's 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 very very interesting, and uh, you might find me watching some YouTube videos. On it. Hopefully, that was yeah. the goal. I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, you want to kind of talk about sort of what your working on at the moment with, with Grinds, I think, as well, and, and also just how can we get in touch with you to sort of... Yeah. Well, I'm doing Maths Grinds, so probably just for Leave Insert level. I don't feel like I'm quite qualified to do anything beyond that right now, but if anyone wants to contact me about the possibility of Maths Grinds, they can contact me at my email, paularmstrongmaths at gmail.com. Also, if you just have general questions that you'd like to bring up, you can address them towards me, and I'll try to get back to anyone. Perfect. So I will um, I'll obviously leave the email in the description, so okay. anyone can use that to either get in touch with you with, about Grinds, or they can refer people um, also that they know that are in Leaving Cert or whatnot to you, and then they can ask you questions as well. So that, 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 that's a nice service for you to provide. There you go. Yeah. Why are your um, Grinds better than others? <laughs> Listen to the podcast. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Anything you want to finish on last message? Anything you want to say? No, I think. That's great. Yeah. No. Well, it was a pleasure being on the podcast, Peter. It was. It was great. Thanks to have for you. having me. Thank you so much, Paul. No Thank bother. You.